All right, brothers, welcome back to another episode of Point of the Gospel. I am your host, Spencer Sutton, and I'm coming to you live from my living room. I am trying something uh, new. I usually uh, record these down in my basement, and I usually do it on the weekends. But what I thought I would try is to be a little bit more frequent, uh, maybe posting a little bit shorter uh, episodes, but doing it more frequently. And uh, so I'm going to give this a shot because probably the best time for me to do this is right after I've had my quiet time. I've got some thoughts on my mind and I want to share with you. And so uh, that's what I'm going to try out today. So here we go. We're going to roll it. I've got two dogs beside me. Uh, Sometimes they snore, sometimes they don't. And so if you hear that, I apologize. And uh, then we, you know, it's, it's 530 in the morning. Our house starts getting going, like buzzing around at 6, between 6 and 6.30. So I'm going to try to knock this out pretty quickly. But I do have something very important I want to talk to you about. Now, in our group, as you know, uh, I have a group, themanofvalor.com. We've got a group of guys. We meet every Tuesday night. We talk, discuss things that are vitally important to men, believers, Christian men in the world today. And, uh, and obviously, we're, we're talking about the habitual sin of pornography and masturbation, but we're also talking about so many other things. But we had this great discussion this past Tuesday night, and I want to talk to you about it because I was, it's, it's March 1st when I'm recording this, and uh, there's, a, uh, there's a way that you can take the Psalms and you can meditate through them. And so uh, you do that on the day of the week it is. So it's March 1st. I would go to Psalm 1. And then if if I wanted to skip that psalm, I could look at Psalm 31 or Psalm uh, 71. So you just add 30 to it, 61. So anyway, I don't want to get into that. But it was Psalm 1 today because it's March 1st. And so I just went to Psalm 1. And it... It just tied in so beautifully to what we were discussing on Tuesday night. I wanted to share this with you in hopes that it will encourage you. And uh, like this is this is this message to me is probably one of the most important things if I could ever 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 get men to understand this connection and believe in it and live it out then I would, uh, like, woof, man, that, that would just be so amazing to me. And so this is what we do on Tuesday nights when we're meeting together, is we're constantly being reminded and reminding each other of the gospel. And so let me kind of break this down for you. I'm not going to, uh, I could go on and on and on, but I'm going to try to make this very, very easy to understand and in a way that I hope, I hope, I hope you will take this to heart and that you will take it and apply it to your life because I believe, I believe it would mean so much to you. And it not only has like benefit for you, but it has benefit for the people that you lead. If you're a leader at work, if you're a leader at your church, if you're a leader in your family, if you're, even if you're a young man and you don't have great responsibilities now, you should be preparing for those. 
And as you prepare in this way that I'm going to show you today through God's word, the Lord, I promise you, he will use you the way he desires. Like He will use you. So let's just dig in. Psalm 1, 1 and 2. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. All right, so let's just stop there. You see this. It says, blessed is the man. So I looked up the word blessed or blessed, and it's literally happy. How happy. So how happy is the man, and this is the way I like to think about it, how happy is the man who has this double-edged weapon as his life? Like your life, your life in Christ is meant to be a weapon in this world. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain that. But blessed is the man. Happy is the man who has this double edge. So it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's two sides of the same coin, essentially is what I'm saying. So watch this. Number one, there's avoiding the progressive folly of the fool. So the progressive folly you see here in verse one is it starts with walking and as you're walking along the way, you're walking in the counsel of the wicked. And then next thing you know, you're standing in the way of sinners. You're sitting there listening, conversing. And then what do you do when you get very, very comfortable? You sit down and settle down into a lifestyle. And it's the lifestyle of the wicked and sinners and scoffers. It's the lifestyle of the fool. This is the drifting lifestyle that Hebrews 2.1 warns us about. And the crazy thing is you and I don't have to do much to take on this lifestyle. You just have to sit. You just have to sit and listen to what the world feeds you and believe what the world feeds you and not go to war. This It's just the current of the world. Like imagine a raging like just imagine a tsunami coming in. It is that kind of destructive force that the world gives us, right? And so, so this is one side of the same coin. This is one of the edges of the sword. Is is happy as the man who avoids this. Like he avoids this. He it's not passive. It's an active avoiding. He walks not. In other words, he he stays away. He doesn't stand. He doesn't sit. He is actively rejecting what is false. And here we go. The other side of that coin or the other edge of this sword is what verse two explains. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Like verse one, avoiding verse one, without verse two, could turn into legalism, right? I can avoid many fools and I can avoid folly and scoffers and sinners and the wicked, yet my desires not be changed. And what good is it? What good is it? Brothers, listen to this. What good is it to, des- to avoid pornography and masturbation without desiring God? 
because honestly, there are a number of ways that you could be free from pornography without desiring God. There are thousands upon thousands of men who have made commitments to stop pornography and masturbation who are destined, who are not saved, who are destined for eternal damnation because they don't know the mercy and the love of Christ. This, this is not, this is not the happy, blessed, joyful man of God just avoiding sin. This is what Spurgeon says. He says, perhaps some of you can claim a sort of negative purity because you do not walk in the way of the ungodly. But let me ask you, is your delight in the law of God? Do you study God's word? Do you make it it the man of your right hand, your best companion and hourly guide? If not, this blessing does not belong to you. Guys, how desperately I need and you need to delight in God. God, and the truth is, the truth is, you and I desire and delight in something all the time. You will delight in something. It's what you give your mind to, and it's usually what controls us. So Tim Keller says, where does your mind go when it's free to go anywhere it wishes? That is typically your God. So, let's. I want to. I want to make this connection to what we were discussing Tuesday night, which we were looking at. We were in Romans chapter eight, and I just want to talk just briefly about this. If I can do it briefly, I don't know. I'm going to try. So Romans eight. Verse 5 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. So Paul is saying, brothers, if you've been born again, then you should live according to the Spirit. And in order to do that, you must set your mind on the things of the Spirit. And so he goes on in verse 12, he says, So then, brothers, so he's pointing back to the gospel, Jesus Christ uh, redeemed us on the cross. He saved us on the cross, shed his blood so that we could live forever with God, so that we could know God, so we can be forgiven of our sins. We could be made righteous. So he's pointing back to then in verse 12, and he goes, So then, brothers, because of this incredible gospel, we are debtors. Not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. And so putting to death the deeds of the body also has two parts to it. And this is, what, this is the connection between Psalm 1, 1 and 2. And what Paul's talking about here, and I want to explain this to you. I'm going to read a little bit of uh, Tim Keller here. But the first part of putting to death the deeds of the body is war against the sins that you and I usually excuse and the influence of the world in our life. This is, going back to Psalm 1, this is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of scoffers. You know, probably if you're listening to this, your mind is already going, I know I probably shouldn't be giving my mind and my time and my attention to these things. Boom, 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 boom. 
And you may have told yourself the story, well, everybody else does it. Well, it's not that bad. And this is the, this is the mindset of a peace, like you're at peace with the world if this is the way you think and this is the way I think. It's saying, what's wrong with this? In, in times of peace, this is what people think. It's not that big of a deal. Everybody else is doing it. But in times of war, people say, what can I sacrifice for the cause of victory? What can I sacrifice for the greater cause, the greater good for victory? So if you read, there, I can't remember the chapter, but John Piper's um, Don't Waste Your Life, he talks a lot about the, the wartime mentality versus the peacetime mentality. And that's what we're talking about here, putting to death the deeds of the flesh if you, by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So this is what Tim Keller says. He uses very strong language. He said, so what do verses 12 through 13 tell us about what mortification is or killing sin and how to do it? First, it means a ruthless, full-hearted resistance to sinful practice. The very word translated as put to death in the Greek is violent and total. It means to reject totally everything we know to be wrong, to declare war on attitudes and behaviors that are wrong, give them no quarter, take no prisoners, pull out all the stops. This means a Christian doesn't play games with sin. You don't aim to wean yourself off of it or say, I can keep it under control. You get, a, get as far away from it as possible. You don't just avoid things you know are sin. You avoid the things that lead to it. And even things that are doubtful, this is war. That's what Tim Keller says. Now go back to Psalm 1. Walk not in the counsel of the wicked. Stand in the way of sinners. Sit in the seat of scoffers. Listen, it's not the sinners and the scoffers and the wicked. It's not, it's not, the, it's not standing or walking or sitting, it's what it leads to. It leads to a change of attitude in your heart. It leads to an, a change of your mind. You begin telling yourself lies and living out lies every single day. But you, brother, we have to hear the words of Paul, you, brother, in Christ are a debtor. You owe God because he has purchased you with the blood of Jesus Christ. So you and I have an obligation. And it's not legalism. It's an obligation of love. And so the first part of putting to death the deeds of the body is going to war. Going to war. This is what Piper says. He, there's an article on Desiring God. He says, life is war. And he says... It's utterly impossible for people to get a handle on what prayer is for until they know that life is war. You cannot know what life is for until you know that life is war. Like, brothers, as we give ourselves to prayer, we need to understand that life is war, and that's what prayer is for. It's spiritual warfare, and I think we've just lost that. We just think of it as, oh, spiritual warfare, blah, 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 blah. That's for somebody else. No, brother. I've never known a man, I've never known a man who gives himself over daily, his mind to meditating on the Word, his, his mind to 
thinking about the gospel, his mind to praying in the spirit, praying, praying, praying. I've never known a man like that who continues to walk in habitual sin. Prayer and meditating on God's word is for men who believe they're at war. And the reason so few pray is because they believe this world exists to meet their needs. I'm reading a book right now with a couple of guys. One of the guys in, in our group is reading this book with me called Heaven by Randy Alcorn. And I just, man, I got to tell you, I, I've already listened to it. I listened to it on Audible. And now, I'm re, now I bought the Kindle version, so I'm reading through it slower. And it's just a beautiful book pointing out Scripture, bringing to mind Scripture, what God says about heaven, what Christ says about heaven, what the Word says about heaven, and what it may be like. Now, Randy Alcorn's the first to tell you, hey, I'm going to make some, I'm going to make some guesses at this, but based on Scripture, I'm going to, I'm going to obviously tell us what what to believe, and then, and then the things that I'm telling you that, you know, may or may not be so. You can choose if you like believe them or not, but and I'll I'll just definitely distinguish between the two. But it's a beautiful book because it just leads me as I've been reading and I've just been going, oh man, God, I cannot wait, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to get there. And yet, and yet, brothers, we're at war. Like this this place, this world is not our home. So the first way that we put to death the deeds of the body is a very obvious way, and that's putting to death. Like that is that is going to war with ourselves and our sinful desires and and the influence of the world. Okay, number two, the second way we also see in Psalm 1 in verse 2. When David, when David says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So the second way we put sin to death by the Spirit is to hear, read, study, meditate, and memorize the gospel of Jesus Christ. David delighted in God as he meditated on God's word. And he had limited word. Maybe the book of Moses at that point. He had limited word to meditate on, but it doesn't matter because the word of God is active and living. He could have sat there for ages and never exhausted its glory. So as David not only avoided putting to death, putting to death sinful desires, he gave his mind over to meditate on the Word of God. And so, brothers, is this our lifestyle? Based on the fact that Christ purchased you on the cross, you are not your own. Love has come and rescued you from eternal damnation. And you and I, you and I, will never break the chains of, of habitual sin by the power of the Spirit and to the glory of God without a heart transformed by the power of God's love. And that never comes to us, guys, unless we're giving ourselves over to the Word of God, the Lord. Prayer and meditation on the Word, I'm telling you, is so powerful. And I, I just... And I, I get it, guys. Listen, as I think back to my journey, I think back to my journey. Guys, I was not doing this. I, first of all, I was not going to war. Uh, you know, we talk about this on, on Tuesday nights. Uh, you know, 
hey Spencer, kind of give a give us a you know what what were the things that you were doing um, that changed for you? And one of the the biggest things I I talk about that changed was really my attitude towards sin. Was my attitude towards my flesh. I don't believe that up until that point I saw how sinful, how depraved, how wicked my flesh really was. And even though I have the Spirit of God living in me, we still, I still have the flesh. I still have urges of the flesh. And so, does it mean that I don't struggle? Just because I don't look at pornography, I'm not tempted to look at pornography and masturbate anymore, does it mean I don't struggle with lust? No, absolutely not. I'm tempted to. I was just telling um, the guys here recently that uh, I start. I had to start going to a new gym for a little bit just because I'm doing some rehab on my knee, and um, I, I'm so thankful for my gym that uh, that I'm a, that I go to regularly. Unfortunately, that I'm not going to right now, uh, Iron Tribe Fitness, because there's kind of like an unwritten. Um, uh, an unwritten, uh, I don't know, dress code, I guess is what you would say for guys and girls. And, and it's unwritten, but nobody's wearing stuff that's, you know, super revealing or anything like that. And, and yet, and yet, and yet at this new place I'm going to, there is no dress code and I'm just going in there. I'm not really talking to anybody. I'm just doing my workout, but yet there's temptation all around. And so what I have to do is I have to prepare for that. So I have to wear a hat, put my headphones in, listen to praise music. I have to keep my eyes down. I just have to think about what I'm doing and not look around, look around at what all's going on. And so my point is like what I need is a heart transformed that believes it is a debtor to God. Like I am in debt to God because of his incredible love to me. And this is not putting me under the law. This is putting me under grace. And the more I think about it and meditate on it and, and delight in it, my heart changes. And guys, this is what happens. So th- those are the two things. The two, the two parts of freedom from pornography is putting to death, going to war with your flesh, fighting sin, and then number two, you must give yourself over to the Lord through hearing the Word, reading the Word, studying the Word, meditating on the Word, memorizing the Word. And I, and I, believe, I believe that most guys are like... <clears throat> Yeah, I listen to podcasts or I listen to sermons or whatever. And yet they don't, they're not practicing. They're not learning the intake of God's word, how to study his word. And listen, I'm no scholar, guys. I'm not a scholar, but I have figured out that deep dive into God's word is needed for me, for me. Because it allows me to appreciate God's word more. And then, and then the great thing is, my meditation takes on, uh, it's, it's richer as I meditate, as I sit there and think about the word, and then I journal about the word. So guys, I just want to encourage you, like the result of joy in Christ and a mind that is set on the things of the spirit is a fruitful life that honors God and points others to the power of the cross. Like ultimately, guys, what you and I want to do is we want to bear fruit for the glory of God. John 
15, 8, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. This is the life we want. And it won't happen unless we're being led by the Spirit. The, the big thing, the, it will never happen unless our minds are set on the things of the Spirit. That's the truth. So that's the big heading. Setting our minds on the things of the Spirit allows us to fight sin, see sin and fight sin, and allows us to delight in God's Word and meditate on it. So this is not, this is not anybody patting ourselves on the back and saying, look what I've accomplished this is us being slaves to righteousness because of what God has done for us. And so as you meditate and as you grow in your love for God, he loosens, he breaks you from the power of sin. He loosens just this hold that sin has on your heart. He loosens it until it starts slipping off and you start realizing, oh, I'm desiring more, like I'm delighting and desiring more things for God. I'm not desiring money as much anymore or notoriety or fame or uh, like all these other things that the world tells you are important. So brother, that's it. That's, that's the, pod, the first podcast from my living room on the couch with two sleeping dogs. I wish you could see them right here. And brothers, I just pray, I just pray, I just pray that the Lord would bless you and give you wisdom, give you wisdom that comes from his spirit to know how to fight and then how to give yourself over to the power of the spirit through the meditation uh, of God's word, meditating on God's word. So brothers, if you want more resources, sign up. There's a free newsletter. You can go to themanofvalor.com. I have a newsletter. Please sign up for that. <clears throat> if you want to join our group, you 100% are welcome. You can find that on that page as well, themanofvalor.com. And then I hope, I hope that this becomes more frequent when I'm, that I'm going to be on here doing these uh, more throughout the week. So, all right, brothers, hope y'all have a great one. And uh, I'll be back next time with another episode of Porn of the Gospel.